buy yourself some books. All right. Invest in your mind because that will last a lot longer than your ability to dunk a basketball or catch a football or hit a baseball. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is, we're moving into the next part of our series. I believe this is part four of what we are projecting to be a 10-part series on why you fear success. Before we get into this, let me remind you all, send out daily motivation text every day, guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point. Also, a weekly message called the Monday Motivation that does the same thing for you for the week. And you can be part of my text community. That's the only place you can get these messages by texting me at my number 305-384-6894. If you do not get an immediate response from us, we're still working out some tech issues, but those will get fixed. And at that point, you will continue to receive the messages or begin receiving them if you haven't already. Secondly, work on your game university. That is the place where I do all my coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. If you'd like to have me as your direct mentor, your direct personal coach, the person you can bring your challenges to, your needs to, your questions to, and get direct answers from me that are specifically based in the principles that you need to understand, the strategies you can follow, and the tactics that you can deploy. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can see what our program is about, what we're doing, who we have helped up to this point. And then you can schedule a time to get on a call with us so we can talk about where you're at, where you want to go. And if we see you as a good fit and believe we can help you, we'll tell you how it works, where it goes from there. And we'll take it from that point right there. So again, that's workonyourgameuniversity.com. Com. So with all that out the way, folks, let's get right into it and pick up where we left off in our series of why you fear success. This is part four of what we are projecting to be a 10 part series. So point number 10. Loss of identity. No human being can perform for an extended period of time in a manner that is inconsistent with his or her self-image. One challenge with becoming successful especially if you have been less than successful for a long time, is that now you must step into a new identity and a new way of seeing yourself in the mirror if you want that success to sustain. So if you have been less than successful for a while now, by your own estimation, by your own measure of what success means, and then you become successful, the first thing that needs to change is your self-image, the way that you see yourself, the way you personally see the individual in the mirror. If that does not change, but your success has changed, what's going to happen is your self-image is going to pull your tangible success right back to the level of your self-image. 
you will always perform at a level that is commensurate with how you see yourself. So if you see yourself as a average level performer, but your outcomes right now are way above average, eventually those above average outcomes will pull themselves back. You will regress to the mean, as we say, and you will come back to the average level person that you see yourself as. Your results will be reflective of how you see you. If, on the other hand, you see yourself as a wildly successful individual and you are not that right now, as long as you can maintain that self-image, you will then be moved to take actions that will get you to have your success measure up to the way that you see yourself. You always end up getting what you expect of yourself and you always end up living out how you personally see yourself. So one challenge with becoming successful, especially again, if you haven't been successful, is that you must step into this new identity to match up to the outcomes that you have. And this is very uncomfortable for people, not because they don't want to be successful. It's because you are stepping outside of your comfort zone of who you have always known yourself to be. If you've been the same type of person for the last 10 or 20 or 30 years, and now you want to get a whole new level of success, understand that your self-image must change as well as your outcomes. They both have to change. Now, all of a sudden, after 20 years of being the same type of person, now you're going to become this whole new individual all of a sudden, just overnight, just like that. Usually it doesn't happen that way. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's highly improbable. And that's difficult for people because they would rather not. Most people, and this is a it may seem ironic, but it is true. It's a paradox. Most people would rather not become successful just so they can stay in the comfort zone of being the person that they've always been rather than becoming successful and get out of their comfort zone and step into a new self-image. Most people would rather stay the same, even if that means staying average, because it's comfortable, than change, even if the change means being 10 times better than they were before, because the change is so uncomfortable that they'd rather not deal with it. And this is the reason why you've heard me say over and over and over again on this show, people do not change. And the reason people don't change is not because they don't consciously want to, is because it's very uncomfortable to change. And it takes a significant amount of resources to make real change in life. It takes no resources to just stay the same. Even though you're not technically staying the same, you're actually slowly regressing. But most people, it feels to most people like they're staying the same. It's much easier to do that. Most people rather stay in their comfort zones. And this is a real thing. And it's a serious identity challenge for people when the circumstances of your life changes. The good news about this is that this often happens when someone gets to having or doing before they change the being. So if you get to having an outcome or you suddenly have a change in behaviors forced upon you before your self-image has changed, then it's thrust upon you that you have to adjust your self-image or you're not going to be able to maintain what you have or what you've been doing. For example, when a person wins the lottery, let's say a person's been making $40,000 a year all their life. And they're 50 years old and then they win a lottery. Now they have $10 million in cash that they never had before. The most important thing this person needs to do is not hire an accountant or not get somebody to help them with their taxes or a money manager. That's not the first thing you need to do. First thing this person needs to do is invest in their mindset and in some personal development, because if they don't adjust who they see themselves as, they got to adjust from being that $40,000 a year person to being a $10 million person. If they don't make that adjustment, eventually their mindset will pull their actions and their outcomes back down to that $40,000 a year person. This is why any of you have heard these stories. You hear that a lot of people who win the lottery, they eventually end up going broke or going right back to the state financially that they were in before they won the lottery simply because their self-image never changed. 
their outcomes change because we know we have the be, do, and have. And I tell you that you achieve in that order. You have to be first, then you do, then you have. But if someone jumps the line and they just go from be, do, have one way, but then all of a sudden they're having just changes and they haven't done much and they haven't changed who they are, like winning a lottery, you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is buy a lottery ticket for $2. And now all of a sudden you got all this outcome that you didn't really do any work for and you didn't do anything to work on yourself. Or you got a problem. There's a conflict there. One of those has to change. Either your being has to change to match what you now have, or your having has to change to match who you still are. And usually it happens in the second way. You're having changes, i.e. you lose all the money so you can go back to being the person that you've always seen yourself as. This is the reason why. So when you hear people talk about people win the lottery and they end up going broke or a pro athlete makes a lot of money as an athlete and then a few years later don't have any money left. It's not because of what they did. It's because of who they are. It's because of their mindset. Your mindset never changes. You never do any work on your mindset. You're going to go right back to the same place. This is how an athlete, let's say an athlete comes from a poor or middle class or lower middle class background, right? They go become a professional athlete and make a whole lot of money. It's publicly noted how much money they make. It's usually these stories happen with athletes where you know exactly how much money they make. You can look it up. You Google people's salaries and all that. So they made all this money. Let's say an athlete makes $50 million in their entire sporting career, which is a, a lot of money by any measure. And then their career ends and five years later, they barely have any money left. And people are like, how the hell did this person lose all this money? And what you'll hear a lot of people saying, especially people who work in the finance space, they'll say, well, this person didn't invest or they were over leveraged or they bought all these houses, they bought all these depreciating assets and they were taking care of too many family members and they lived this lavish lifestyle that was too big for the, their after athlete life. And all of those things are true, but notice what all those things are. Those are all actions. Those are all doing things that cause that outcome, according to what many people will tell you. They just did all these things or they didn't do certain things that led to those outcomes. But where do actions come from, folks? Where do actions come from? They come from the way that we think. You can't take an action without somehow having some thought in your mind that leads to it. There has to be some notion in your head that leads to any action that you've ever taken. Any of you think about that? Almost every action you've ever taken in life, there was some thought that crossed your mind before you did it. Whether it was conscious or subconscious, there was some kind of thought that crossed your mind before you did every action. So it's really the mindset that needs to change. You get an athlete, let's say an athlete goes from being in the hood and his family makes $50,000 a year per household and a whole household. And now he's making $10 million a year for the next 10 years. The first thing he needs to do is go invest in some personal development. And even if the first thing he actually does is go get himself a money manager or a financial advisor or whatever, that hopefully that money manager, financial advisor says, hey, listen to what Dre Baldwin said and go get yourself some books. Go to the library. All right. I'll give you a $500 allowance and buy yourself some books. All right. Invest in your mind because that will last a lot longer than your ability to dunk a basketball or catch a football or hit a baseball. And that's the main thing that needs to change for any of you when you're having all of a sudden changes in ways that maybe your being has not caught up to. Everybody follow what I'm saying here? So if you're going to become successful, usually you have to do it in the normal order, which is be, then do, then have. But if somehow things get out of whack, you need to, as an emergency measure, make sure that your mindset catches up to the changes in having, even though you haven't actually done all the other work yet. Despite all the YouTube, basketball, even this show, I started as a writer and I am still a prolific writer. As a matter of fact, I send out emails damn near every day. I call this the daily game email. I want you to get this every day to your inbox completely for free. So simply go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com and get my emails directly to your inbox every day 
free of charge. Again, that's workonmygame.com. Introducing AG1, newest sponsor of Work On Your Game, the all-in-one daily supplement that takes your health and well-being to new heights. Now, you know me as a pro athlete. I'm very meticulous about what I put in my body. I still perform every day as an athlete. I got to make sure I'm putting good stuff in me. So AG1 has a powerful blend of 75 essential vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, and it is designed to provide comprehensive support for your body and your mind. So imagine having a personal army of health experts working tirelessly to optimize your well-being. That is what AG1 is. It's a synergistic combination of prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, and more, which means what? It means there's a bunch of stuff all working in harmony to fuel your body with the nutrients it craves. So say goodbye to the hassle of taking multiple supplements, get rid of that medicine cabinet that you have in your kitchen right now with all those pills, and embrace the simplicity of AG1, which is literally one scoop of this stuff with eight ounces of water in a shaker bottle that they provide, and that's all you need every day. But that's not all. There's more. When you try AG1 today, you'll receive a fantastic offer. Here it is. You're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is a vitamin nutrient, vital nutrient for strong immune system and strong bones, along with five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment. This means you'll have everything you need to take AG1 on the go and never miss a beat in your health routine. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and let's unlock the power of AG1 for a healthier, happier you. Point number 11. Today's topic, once again, is why you may fear success. Number 11, lost connections. Now, this is one that we've touched on a few times already in this series. And as you become a more successful person, and again, success is relative. So however you measure success, as your success grows and increases, you will lose touch with some people for multiple reasons. One reason is it's the natural progression of life, where some people choose to consciously and intentionally make themselves better, while others choose to stay in the same place and simply not improve. This just happens in life. Sometimes people like you who listen to a show like this one, you are consciously and intentionally doing things to make yourself better. Whereas most people are not going to do that. They're not interested in that. They rather do something that's entertaining or something that's more of a stress relieving activity, like watching TV or hanging out or going to the movies. Whereas you're doing things that are growth inducing, such as listening to a, a masterclass or reading a book or taking a course or joining a coaching program. Those things are growth inducing, but they're not easy to do. You can't put your brain on autopilot and do those things. You got to actually think. Whereas most people rather put their, turn their brain completely off and do something that is mindless i.e. watching TV, scrolling social media, playing video games, etc. So if you're going in one direction, growth inducing, and other people are going in the other direction, stress relieving, well, what do you think is going to happen? Over time, you and that person are going to grow apart because y'all are doing two different things. You're on two different paths that are going in divergent directions. So this is one of the reasons why you lose connections as you create more success. Not everybody else is willing to do the things necessary to create success like you're doing. Again, consciously and intentionally. Two phrases you'll hear me use a lot here on the show. And so naturally, you and those people have less in common. Another reason why you may lose connections is because as you become more successful, some people may not be able to see life through the same lens through which you see life, because, again, they don't have the experiences that you have. They're not living the life that you have. They're not doing the stuff that you're doing. So they just can't understand 
what you understand. This is how any of you out there who has children and you have friends who you had kids before them and maybe your kids are growing up and getting older. Your kids are now five years old, 10 years old. They're in high school. They may be going to college. And the friends that you had when you first had children, they didn't have kids then and they still don't have kids now. They can't relate to your situation because anytime that you talk to them, you're probably telling them about something's going on with the kids. Because when you have kids, for the most part, that's one of the biggest things. A lot of your attention and focus is on what's going on with the kids for the next 18 years, at least until they get out of the house and they're on their own. And that other person can't relate to that because they don't have the same experience. So it's not like that person stops being your friend completely, but they may not be able to relate to you as well. And the connection may get weaker just because y'all can't talk about the same things. You can't do the same things where they're going and doing stuff that a single person can do or a person with no kids can do, let's say. You, as a person with kids, can't do those same things. You got kids. Now, you can't make the same decisions. You can't go to the same places. You can't stay out as late. And you have to think about the kids before you think about anything else, even yourself. So this is one example that I'm giving you here of how two people can have divergent experiences, life experiences, and it causes the connection to weaken simply because they're just not doing the same things. So also, some people may be only able to live vicariously through you because maybe they just want to watch what you're doing. I remember when I first went over seas to play basketball, I would write a lot of the first iteration of my writing was I would write blog posts on my what was then my Facebook profile. And I would just write little basically articles, on my Facebook profile, just about my experiences playing overseas and stuff like that. And a lot of my friends from back home would read those posts because it was interesting. What was interesting about it was I was doing something that most of them would never do. And they were able to live that life vicariously through me. So in some ways that can create more connection depending on your style and depending on who those people are. But in other ways, somebody might see that and they may shun the idea of you simply because what you're doing is a reflection of what they're not doing. Again, you've heard me say that um, three or four times already in the series. So that allows them to stay comfortable in their identity to just completely block out anything that you have going on because it's so different than what they have going on. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Dot com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs, by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number 12. Today's topic, once again, is we are talking why you fear success. Point number 12 is vulnerability. This is another thing that may be causing you to fear success and want to stay away from it. As we have established already in this series, success makes you more visible than you previously were. You are more seen. You are more known. Even people who already knew who you were are now more aware of your presence simply because of your success. Your presence has enlarged. You have an enlarged presence simply because you're doing more than you were doing before. So because of this, and also on top of the fact that the more successful you become, there are fewer people on your same level. The higher up the success ladder you go, it's not like 
you all of a sudden are by yourself. There will always be other people on the ladder, but there are fewer people on the ladder. There's more elbow room the higher up the success ladder you go. And because of that, you are more visible simply because there's less of a crowd around you. So there may be a crowd of a million people at level one of success. Level two, there's only 800,000. Level three is only 500,000. Level 10, there might only be 20,000 people up there. So you're just more easily seen, more easily known, more easily identified simply because you have relatively fewer peers than who you had before. So because of this, the attention that you're drawing could possibly cause you to feel vulnerable simply because you are so visible. Now, you don't have to feel vulnerable, but this is a possibility, which is why I'm including it in this list in this series. Now, I've heard many a person who has not yet created, let's say, financial success. So this is a good example. I've heard this from multiple people. They haven't yet created a certain level of financial success, but they will say something like, well, maybe I don't want to be so financially successful because they are projecting in their minds all the attention that comes with financial success and how they believe that when they have financial success, especially the success that is publicly noted, meaning people know that you have a certain amount of money, it will draw too much stress on them, such as somebody trying to sue you, somebody trying to steal money from you, or somebody trying to get money out of you dishonestly, stealing from you, people asking you for money and you got to deal with the request and other maladies that come with having financial success. And again, this is similar to my friend who was worried about having too many muscles before they started lifting weights. Uh, first of all, get you uh, some money, period. Just make sure all your bills are paid first before you worry about having too much money and everybody wanting to take some from you. All right, again, you're making down payments on problems that you don't even have. And then using those down payments as an excuse for not doing anything to get to success. And this is how, again, many people think themselves out of success based on things that have never even occurred, just based on their imagination. This literally is this is imagination. I would suggest that any of you who's thinking about a future problem that will come with increased success, accomplishment, or achievement, I would suggest you get the problem and deal with it as it is. Go get the success. Get the problems that come with it. Because remember, everything in life has a trade-off. Episode 2174, I told you that. There are no perfect scenarios, only trade-offs. Get the scenario of success. See the trade-offs and learn to deal with them. Just learn to deal with them. Because understand, since I just told you, Everything in life has a trade-off. Being average has a trade-off too. If you do nothing and stay in the same space as you are in life right now for the next 10, 20, 30 years, there is a trade-off to that too. In other words, there's a penalty for that the same way there's a penalty if you get 10 times more successful. There is no perfect scenario you could be in where nothing's going to happen. The only scenario you could be in where nothing's going to happen and you don't have to deal with anything is called death. All right. Other than that, you're always going to have to deal with something. All right. That's what we call life. That's it. Let's recap today's class, which is, again, we are on part four. Uh, what's going to be a projecting to be a 10 part series on why you fear success. Point number 10, loss of identity. Your identity must change when your success levels go up. Actually, your identity must change before your success levels go up 99% of the time. You must change who you see yourself as and how you see you in the mirror before you can change your actions or change the effect of your actions before you can change your outcomes. If you happen to do this out of order, i.e. you win the lottery before you have changed your mindset, you better change your mindset quick or your financial level is going to go right back down to where it was and meet your mindset where you were before. Number 11, lost connections. Sometimes you lose connections because you are going in a growth direction where other people are going in a basically receding direction because they're not trying to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. It's one of the others. You may lose connections that way. And also, as you create more success, people just can't relate to your life the same way simply because you're living a way that they're not living. And these connections can be lost. And some people fear losing those connections because these are people you know, like, and trust and love. 
you don't want to get disconnected from them. So you rather stay average so you can stay connected to those people. And number 12, vulnerability. All right. As you become more successful, you become more seen. You are more known. You may feel like you are becoming more of a target. And you may even hear people who are successful talk about these things. And it caused you to psych yourself out and think, well, maybe I shouldn't become successful because then I'll be vulnerable and somebody might want to sue me or attack me or I might need security or somebody's going to be stalking me or I'm going to get all these haters on the Internet. How about you just get to the success first and worry about the problems later? How about that? Instead of putting a down payment on problems that you do not yet have because you don't even have the success that would bring those problems. How about you go get the success and let's see what those problems actually look like and deal with them as they come, because I bet you'll be able to deal with them. Because for you to become successful, you got to build yourself up so much that I guarantee you'll be able to deal with things like whatever problems come with being successful. And you'll be much better off dealing with the problems as a success than dealing with the problems of being average. With that said, tomorrow, we'll be going into the next part of this series. Make sure, first of all, you text me so you're in my text community. The number is down below in the description. And also, work on your gameuniversity.com, the place where I do all my coaching. You want to have me as your direct coach. I'm telling you, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you. Go to work on your gameuniversity.com. Schedule a time to get on a call with us, and we will take things from there. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me. 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game